Echo? Um. You hear yourself speaking? Yes, you'll hear yourself speaking. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, cool. Just okay. making sure. Awesome. Well, welcome to Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. I'm here um, today with a special guest. He's one of the co-owners of Blue Hammer Roofing. Uh, Neil, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Neil Kaiser, and I'm here with Blue Hammer Roofing and Solar. Super excited to be here. So. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, so you were telling me as we were setting up, um, we're actually utilizing Double E's at a guest uh, studio podcast space today. So we were he was very um, flexible and understanding with our adjustments we had to make today. We definitely learned a lot. It was fun. Um, but why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about your history and your story and how you got into roofing and how this business was created? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, prior to this, I was in the fitness industry for about 10 years. Okay. And it was uh, an incredible learning experience, learned a ton, and everything I essentially learned there, all the greats, all the things that I should be doing, now we're implementing them into the roofing business. And I was telling you earlier, Elizabeth, it's for me, it's, it's the people business, mm -hmm. right? Whether mm -hmm. it's taking care of your people, the ones mm -hmm. that work for you, or your customers. And, you know, roofings and solar is a big part of what we do to help take care of people as a whole. So, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. So did you always know that you were going to be in roofing or did it kind of just come together? Like, um, yeah, tell us a little bit more. Not. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, I, I, I didn't know that, you know. Um, you know, as we were, I always knew I was going to do something that was going to be related to helping others. That I mm -hmm. knew, you know, from a very young age. I just, I felt like, you know, a lot of us feel, and I'm sure you feel it too, mm -hmm. where, you, where you're destined to do some really, really great things. And Absolutely. this has given us the platform to be able to, one, help our customers, help people restore their homes. And, you know, mm. that's their biggest investment, right? So oh, yeah. for us to be able to play a helping hand in that is incredible. And then two, to help all of our people that work for us to have jobs for them, help them provide an income, you know, have a better lifestyle. These are the things that are most important. But to say that, was it always part of the plan to be in roofing? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but it's been an excellent journey and I'm looking forward to the coming years. That's awesome. And so you were telling me a little bit earlier about how it came together. So like, tell us, you know, who did you meet? Who did you connect to? Who are your other business partners? Um, you know, how did scaling it look like? And, you know, you just mentioned to me earlier that you're adding in the solar. So tell us about that too. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. And I was telling you earlier that one of my business partners, his name is Freddie Murphy. He's an amazing guy. And, you know, I had reached out to him because I had mm -hmm. started up a separate roofing company when I had left my previous endeavor. Okay. And I just reached out to him for help because I was like, hey, you've been in this business four or five years. You mm. could probably show me some things that and help me overcome some obstacles that I know I'm going to experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was it was incredible the way he sat down with me and shared every bit of knowledge that he had, ran me mm -hmm. through systems, processes and everything and expecting nothing in return. That's and awesome. that moment I knew mm -hmm. we were going to do something together. That's and awesome. And he told me later on, I was a catalyst for him to start something on his own. So <laughs> we sat down and we were like, all right, if we make this work, how would we do it? You know, it's that mm -hmm. it's that feeler stage, right? Almost yeah. like right before you hop into a relationship. It's almost like the dating <laughs> stage, right? It's like, well, what That's are you hilarious. about? And he's like, what are you about? So we, you know, there was that. And, and the beautiful thing about it was um, we all sat down and we all had the same vision, which was, you know, to help our people grow, help mm. them do better, make mm -hmm. sure we take excellent care of our customers mm -hmm. and be the best of the best. 
and none of us were going to be greedy along the process. So once we got through that, you know, dating stage, it was it was easy. It all yeah. came together just like it always was supposed to. Mm. And I'm blessed to call, you know, him and um, a couple other people, my partners. And yeah. for us to all share the same vision, mm -hmm. Solar was in that initial conversation. Where we we're like, all right, after year one and we go into 2021, we're starting up solar. And here's yeah. going to be our plan of attack. And again, the, the journey has been incredible thus far. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. So um, what made you guys want to venture into solar? You know, solar is the future, mm -hmm. right? We always, everyone's always like, man, I wish if I would have just got into this one <laughs> thing at the right amount of time, right? We right. all have done it. Yeah. Um, regardless of whether it was internet, it was Instagram, it was Facebook. It's like, man, and that's what solar was mm -hmm. for us mm -hmm. because we know it's the future. And as we're seeing it, certain parts of the West Coast sooner than later mm -hmm. will all be solar. And it's already transitioning that way. And it's slowly mm -hmm. coming over to the East Coast and where we're at, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So for us not to be a part of it was just absurd. It didn't make any sense. You know, you're doing something that's excellent for the environment. That's always yeah. huge, right? You're helping people save money. Mm -hmm. how, how can you go wrong? Right. So... Yeah. I love that. And a lot of people could have utilized it during the storm. Yeah. With all the surges and all the craziness yes. we saw, it was yeah, another reason why yeah. you should go solar. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Very cool. So you were mentioning to me earlier, too, a little bit about like how you coach people and how you help them. So why don't you share some insight with some of the entrepreneurs listening that are also growing and building their businesses and mentoring people, having a team. What are some tips that you have that you guys utilize for your company? Yeah, ab absolutely. Look, at, at the end of the day, you know, what it comes down to is it comes down to taking care of your people. Mm -hmm. Right. And that doesn't just mean giving them product knowledge. Hey, here's roofs. Hey, here's mm -hmm. solar. That's the smallest bit. If mm -hmm. you're not, the question I wake up every morning and ask myself is, how am I going to add value today? Mm. And I need to answer that question every single day and every single morning. How am I going to add value to my people's lives? You know, sometimes it's a lunch where we just sit down and we just shoot the shit and we catch up on life, right? Excuse me. I know. No, I love it. Okay. No, it's okay. And you can be real on my podcast. Excellent. Beautiful. Beautiful. And it's just figuring out where they're at, mm -hmm. what their goals are and mm -hmm. where they want to be and yeah. how I can help them get there. Okay. You know, one of the things that we've been doing for our leadership team and our future leaders, Elizabeth, mm -hmm. I was telling you earlier, is bi-weekly we meet and I'm picking topics on what we can train on. And mm. I'm not talking about how to be a good manager because there's mm. a lot of books out there that train you how to be a good manager. This is how you manage people. This is what you do. Yeah. I'm interested in creating our future leaders. Mm. And I can only do that by educating myself, surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs and, you know, sharing the things that I've learned in my years. And most importantly, be the best example that I can be of a leader and someone who's trying to be the best version of themselves every day. Mm. So... Um, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, two of our last meetings, one of the ones we talked about last was standards. You know, mm -hmm. what's a standard, right? Everyone says, oh, this is my standard. And I was telling you earlier, it's, it's not what you preach, it's what you tolerate, right? Mm. So the example, so easy example I use is tardiness, right? If you're like, oh, you got to <laughs> be on time for everything. And mm -hmm. then a guy shows up late and you don't address it. That's your new standard. Mm. Not what you were saying. That just sounds good in front of a bunch yes. of people. I'm yeah. not interested in just sounding good in front of a bunch of people. Right. I want us to be the real deal because mm -hmm. you can only hide it for so long, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, this past Thursday, we, tr we, we talked a lot about um, 
filling up your own cup. And we talked a lot about, you know, just the importance of self-respect. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knows one of the keys to success is discipline, right? Mm-hmm. But how do you even have discipline when you don't respect yourself? And we mm-hmm. all know if you don't respect yourself, no one else is going to respect you, right? Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. And so we talked a lot about filling up our own cup, right? Mm-hmm. And filling up your own cup. I want you to think about when you get on a flight, right? You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're boarding an American Airlines flight and everyone yeah. hears that message, right? <laughs> and one of the first things they tell you in the case of an emergency, mm-hmm. make sure to put on your mask first, even before, before. a baby. Yeah. Because you have to help yourself before you can help other people. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times. So true. And not to get too, too deep into it, a lot of times what some of us do is we feel guilty about mm. taking care of ourselves. We feel like it's selfish. Yeah. What's, it's not. No. It's not. The yeah. best thing you can do is take care of yourself. Right. So you can impact so many more people throughout the way. Right. And a lot of us feel funny about that. And I'll go, mm. I'll go even deeper. Um, you know, there's a clinical psychologist. His name is Jordan B. Peterson. He wrote 12 mm. Rules for Life. He's got an excellent, cool. excellent book. And chapter two, I believe it is, he talks about, you know, take care of yourself like you're someone you're responsible for helping. Mm. And I want you to, I want wow, you to think about really that. Good. It's super powerful. Think <laughs> about it, right? Yeah. Let's say if you got a puppy or you got a child or you got mm-hmm. a loved one at home, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go to the doctor, God forbid, they got the flu, they're not feeling mm-hmm. well. Doc says, hey, look, you need to take this medicine at this time for the next seven days, right? Mm, and yeah. if you're the partner or you're the owner of the puppy, what mm-hmm. do you do? You make sure every single day at 5 p.m. they take that medicine every single hour and mm. you make sure they stay the course. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Why is it that mm-hmm. when we go to the doctor for ourselves mm-hmm. and doctor's like, hey, <laughs> take it for seven days at this hour and this, and we take it for the first three days, like, ah, I'm feeling good. And you just let it slide. I've yeah. been guilty of it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so those are the yeah. questions I was asking my guys mm-hmm. and my people, like, why do we do that? Mm. Why do we not take better care of ourselves and make ourselves a priority right. so then we can take better care of, you know, the people left and right of us? Yeah. Um, these kind of messages and these kind of things are so important for young leaders and entrepreneurs to know and understand because once you can wrap your head around some of these things, now you start seeing the big picture, mm-hmm. right? And it's beyond that next sales goal or that next sales quota. Mm-hmm. And I believe the more I take care of my people, mm-hmm. the more they'll take care of me. Mm-hmm. And we've been blessed. Yeah, there's so much truth in that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And it is so true. Like, I noticed myself, too, especially being an entrepreneur, we tend to give out a lot more, um, you know, because we are, you know, networking with other people. We are working with clients. You know, there's so many. And I don't have a team yet, but I do work with, like, graphic designers to help them in the clothing line and stuff like that. So we are encouragers. We are doing so much. And it's so important for me to take my daily time and read, fill up myself up, take my time. And per- me personally, my beliefs is go be with God, too. And also meditate. Like, just have that time where you just let yourself breathe a little bit. And it's so healthy and so important to have your own time. You don't need to always be with people. Like, it's good to be very stable on your own because then you can lead other people to that too. Um, and I think it's so powerful too, especially when you lead others. Like, if you don't lead yourself well, how are you going to lead anyone else? Hey, Elizabeth, so. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Two things. One, 
I read and I read a lot, <laughs> yes. but I'm going to tell you, I do not really enjoy reading. A lot of people oh, I love tell reading. Me, I see, and that's that's beautiful. Let me yeah. let me tell you what reading is for me. <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it. But I don't specifically enjoy it because I'm more of like mm-hmm. a go 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 do this do that. Yes, I'm not like yeah. a sit down and do something kind of guy. I'm yeah. more like let's let's move. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. however, I love learning. Yes. And if that means I got to read 30, 40 minutes, an hour in the evening, <laughs> you're damn right. Yeah. I'm going to read. And you know mm-hmm. why? Because I love learning. And most importantly, I love teaching mm-hmm. because I'm not just yeah. reading for myself only. Right. Of course, there's part of it. Yeah, I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to get better. Mm-hmm. But there's a big part of it that I do for my people. So when we mm-hmm. meet biweekly and I'm doing leadership training I'm not running out of things to talk about because I'm self-educating. Right. And I have to, and I have to grow because mm-hmm. I got people counting on me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so, so important. Um, the second thing you mentioned is, you know, doing things for yourself. Mm-hmm. I've Not to get too deep into it, I feel like a lot of people, they're not, they're just not comfortable with themselves. And they're not mm-hmm. okay with having that alone time. So you know mm-hmm. what they do? The moment they start they're alone, they go to their phone and they start getting on social media Mm -hmm. or, you know, a lot of times people will deflect whatever, you know, they're feeling on the inside Mm -hmm. by even trying to help someone else, which, Mm -hmm. which is great in theory, but it's only because they don't want to deal with themselves. Right. So one of the things I like to do is Mm -hmm. I like to sit there and if I'm, if I'm mad at myself for something that I've said Mm -hmm. or I've done, Mm -hmm. I ain't leaving until I fix it with myself. Because you know what, at the end of the day, when you and I leave here, I got to go be with myself right. in that car drive. And right. when I go sleep at night, yeah, I got to deal with You're always with yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I can't look for yeah. other sources to, mm-hmm. to make me feel better. Right. But I need to look in the mirror and I need to deal with me. Right. Because that's the person I got to answer to every single day. Right. Absolutely. Besides God. So. Yeah. And you got to be at peace with yourself because if you're not at peace with yourself, it'll spill over into your work and people will feel that. And honestly, when you're at peace and you're out, yeah, you're out there grinding and entrepreneurs as entrepreneurs do. So I definitely relate to you about like not slowing down. I'm a very fast paced person too, like always going, always doing something. Yeah. But I love reading because of that fact. I love learning and I love what I can learn to apply and to help others. Like for example, um, for double E, we have a thing called uh, Wis- Wisdom Wednesdays. And every Wednesday I put out a tip about mindset. And so if I'm not reading, if I'm not growing, if I'm not learning, I can't have things to add here on the podcast or also to those tips. Um, And so I have visions for like having events and things like that. And so for me to pour into others, I have to have some knowledge. And I always love to learn because there's mental clicks that I make that help me progress my business and help me progress my relationships. And so that's so vital. Um, it's like water to me. Like I need to keep drinking it so I can keep living and, and excelling in life. Um, and I think it's so good. Yeah. You be being alone. Um, something I've done recently, and it might be a tip for you as entrepreneurs is I've done periodic fasting from social media just to give my mind a break. Um, cause there's so much noise out in the world. There's so much competing for our attention, but what I do is I'll take two to three days break from it and then I get back on, but I use it intentionally. So how long am I going to be on here? Why am I on here? What am I looking to accomplish? I have a goal for my social media as well, but mine, obviously it's a business, right? So I'm using it to promote, to connect with sure. people, things like that. And I do still have some, you know, Facebook, things like that for family. And then also for my um, page for double E, but 
why am I filling up my time with social media? It's like really reflecting. And then is that helping you get closer to your goal or further away from your goal? I love it. And so it's something that I've really taken that time. And, you know, with me as well, um, living alone and things like that, I've really learned and grown this past year or so about like just being real with myself. And I feel like that's what really grows you and enables you to have more in your life and Mm -hmm. have more people to connect with and more opportunities is when you literally are happy with yourself and you're constantly growing. No one's perfect, I'm not perfect. But the fact that you were just saying too, like, you know, let's say you make a mistake in your business or you spoke to somebody the way you don't think you should have and there was a situation, okay, talk to yourself, talk yourself through how you can make it better and then go act on that, resolve that conflict with that person. Mm -hmm. And now you've grown so much more than retreating to, um, you know, putting in that pacifier of social media to get away and escape from that. And I think it's just so important. Now, I think social media can absolutely be a tool, but I also think that sometimes we use it as a crutch and I think Mm -hmm. it's it's hindering our growth because there's just so much out there, so much noise. So just being intentional about what we do and what our habits are. Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more. Social media is a tricky one, right? It is. Necessary evil. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. It is, right? I use it for business. I use it for personal. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I don't do. Yeah. Um, and this is just me personally, so I'm not trying to you know, yeah, say Yeah, we're not anything. trying to tell you all what to do. Nah, we're just giving not, suggestions. Not at all. I'm just yeah. sharing what I do. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really stray away from is I don't go out and I follow a bunch of celebrities and a bunch mm-hmm. of athletes and a bunch of other people that have no relation or right. provide any inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will be like, well, you know, that motivates me and all these things. And nine times out of ten, it doesn't. It actually makes you sad because you're looking at mm-hmm. their life and you're like, mm. man, why can't I get that? And, and usually it's not like, you know what? Hell yeah, I'm motivated. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> That's not the case for most people. Right. For a lot of people, I think it is. No doubt. Right. Do yeah. it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, to what you said, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking at other people's Instagrams and Facebooks and whatever, mm-hmm. and you're not taking, taking true inspiration and motivation away to the mm-hmm. point where it's inspiring action, not mm-hmm. just thought, right? right. It's right. inspiring action action, mm-hmm. then it's probably not helping you get closer to your goal. And matter of fact, right. it's probably putting you in a sadder place. Mm-hmm. Well, I talk to my guys about this all the time. It's it's this, you know, looking out the window mentality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It's like, no, no, no. What you got right here is, is so special and mm-hmm. so important. Foster that. Take care Absolutely. of that. It's like when you know, you're in a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. and you're on social media looking at someone else's relationship, like comparing. Look, yeah. It's like, look how nice, you know, what he does for her and what she does for him. And they're so this and you're mm-hmm. so that. And it's water like, your own grass. Yeah. Like take care <laughs> of your own situation first, mm-hmm. like handle your own business mm-hmm. first and, and then, you know, worry about all that other stuff. So I've, it, and it applies in business too. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, one of my yeah. good friends and mentors also runs a roofing company in my, in my, oh, that's awesome. yeah, yeah. It's phenomenal. Right. And some of my guys will ask me like, well, what, what about what they're doing and this and that? And I'm like, <laughs> look, here's the thing. We're not in competition with them no. or with anyone else. You know who we're in competition with ourselves. Right. And what that means is this, there is no, look, here's, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Business is an infinite game. It's not a finite game. Right. A finite game is like basketball. Hey, there's four <laughs> quarters. Yeah, 12 yeah. minutes. And whoever yeah. has the most amount of points wins. Right. Right. That's a finite game. Yeah. Business is infinite. How do you mm-hmm. measure you're beating the competitor, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have more sales? Is it having a bigger sales force? Is it right. having more team members? No. There's it's, so it's, many variables. <laughs> there is. And that's why you're not in competition, competition. with them. 
you need to focus on you and stop looking out the window at them and handle yeah. your business. We've mm-hmm. got, we're blessed. We've got over 50 people on our team. Mm-hmm. And how foolish would it be if I'm worried about this competitor or that competitor? <laughs> and not. Yeah, and I got 50 dudes that I can yeah. like, hey, let me let me help you guys out. Flourish, let me help my own yeah. business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no doubt, do I want, you know, occasionally see them doing yeah. something? And do I take inspiration? Yeah. From it? Hell yeah. All the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I hope that people do the same with us and are like, yeah. you know what? That's cool. Yeah. That, that inspires me. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that you guys like do your meetings. I think that's awesome with different topics and it's well thought out. I think that's huge because um, you never know who on your team you're inspiring with that thought process. And honestly, like by you guys having that mentality, that mentorship mentality, that's going to go throughout your whole business. And because of roofing it being such an almost like entrepreneurial endeavor as well for your employees, mm-hmm. like I think the fact that you're fostering that positive mindset is huge and those habits. And that's really like what creates a good business, a stable business anyway, is healthy mindset, that communication and those habits. And I think it's great that you guys do all of those, but um, that's so cool. So what are some um, people, like you said, you had a mentor. So tell us more about that. Like, how did you get your mentor? Like, what does he coach you on? What does that look like? What's that relationship? You know, I I encourage all young men, women, entrepreneurs, even if you're not, find yourself a a mentor. Here's the Mm. thing about being a mentor that I've learned over the years. (laughs) The mentor does Mm. not choose the mentee. Mm. The mentee chooses the mentor. And if you've been chosen, mm-hmm. then you must step up to the plate. I was telling you earlier, I was giving mm. you a Spider-Man reference. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, with great power comes great responsibility, right? So true. Um, I, I believe it was uh, John C. Maxwell that said mm-hmm. it. It was something along the lines of, uh, with great influence comes mm-hmm. great responsibility. And mm-hmm. if you've been chosen to be a leader, you must step up. Mm-hmm. You can't get out of it. It's your calling. It's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. There's no like, now nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, you need to, you, yeah. you've been called upon, mm-hmm. right? And I've been so blessed um, to have many great mentors throughout my life. You know, mm-hmm. I had a guy, um, his name was Larry Lopez when I was early in my career at my previous endeavor. I remember, <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you a funny story. I showed up to my first interview, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. I remember I showed up. I had, you know, kind of like a scruffy beard, had a, like, kind of like a mohawk thing going on. Nice. I showed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I showed up in a polo and like uh, jeans that look like this and, and, a, and Converse. And I was applying to a gym. So I was yeah. like, this how you dress, right? Right, right. I showed up and I chatted with him for five minutes, right? And you know what Larry mm-hmm. told me? What? He told me, he's like, kid, do me a favor. Go <laughs> home, shave, put on a dress shirt and a tie. And he's like, put on some nice shoes. I was like, these are nice shoes. He's like, find some nicer ones. And, oh. and that's how my interview ended. Yeah. And I drove back and I was like, man, I'm going to whoop this dude's ass. Right? <laughs> that, was, that was my mentality. But something, no. yeah, no, absolutely not. No. Uh, but something told me, mm-hmm. you can call it, you know, you're not a person of faith, whether it's God or the universe, whatever you want. You believe, something yeah. told me, mm-hmm. go home, shave, put on, some, put on a nice shirt, put on some nice shoes and go. Mm. I showed up to that next interview, got the job, stayed there for 10 years, and it's given me everything where I've gotten to today. I've got another excellent mentor in my life. His name is Melvin Williams. Mm. He was a command sarge major in the Army in there for 25 years. So when you talk about principles, values, and being Mm. the best man you can be, Mm. that guy's played. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, look. I'm like getting it out. (laughs) That dude is the real deal. I love that dude. He's 
he's helped me become a better man, mm. a better person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and just challenges me in different ways and inspires my thought process. Mm. I've had excellent mentors. I've had two other mentors that have passed. Uh, rest Aww. in peace. One of them was his name was Renee Sharp. Mm -hmm. And the other one was Mike Uliberry. Mm -hmm. I've got another mentor in my life. His name is Kurt Lennington. And he's been so important in my life over the years where I was transitioning into a leader and you know he he'd coach me and he'd guide me and he'd direct me not just in my professional life but in my personal life and that showed mm. me that's what it means to be a leader it's mm. not just about the business right. make sure your people are good outside of the business mm -hmm. right him and I would always uh, talk about there's no such thing as business problems there's just personal problems that, that come spill in, into it that yeah. spill into the business mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. so make sure your people are good outside of work first mm -hmm. And, and not only for the sake of the business, but, you know, take a genuine interest in their lives. Make sure they're mm. good. Look after them. Take care of them. They need something. Be there for them. Right. And that, I think you got to have from within. Right. right. You got to. You can't fake the funk. It'll catch up to you. Yes. I promise you. It'll catch up to you. Your people yes. will expose you for sure. I've oh, seen it happen absolutely. many a times. And uh, so those mentors have been so critical in my life. And if anyone mm -hmm. ever gets on this podcast and tells you they're an <laughs> entrepreneur and they haven't had a mentor, they're an absolute liar. Yeah. Because we all, mm -hmm. we all see, you know, have learned the things that we've learned and do the things mm -hmm. that we do because someone in our lives at one point was like, mm -hmm. no, don't do that dumb shit. Come here, let me show you how <laughs> it's done, right? Yes. We've all have, whether it was the form of yeah. a father, a mother, whether it was a Some form type of, of figure. Yeah, mm -hmm. something. Because you didn't just learn everything on your own. No. Yeah, come on. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, it's important. I also love mentors, too, because they help you avoid mistakes. I would love mm -hmm. to learn from people that are further down the road, especially in my field, because then it's just like, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I want to make the wheel better. There's no need. There's no need. <laughs> yeah, we only have so much time in life. So Th Those people yeah. have been so inspirational and so helpful mm -hmm. and are still there in my life. That's awesome. And I just try to do whatever I can do to help value, add value in their lives. Yeah. Anything, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't care if they ask me for something, they need something. They, <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm here. Yeah, you give back. Yeah, it's so true. It's a two-way street. And I think it's so cool because now you're you're putting that forward and you're mentoring people, over 50 people with your business. And that's growing. And I think that's just so powerful. So Elizabeth, I'm going to tell you, there's yeah. a there's a saying that I like to use. Um, it's called pushing the game forward. And mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what it means and what it means to me. Um, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, right? I told you, oh, I I, yeah, it's been my youth. I spent some time in, uh, you know, Long Beach, California, Southern California. That one definitely hurt. <laughs> it hurt all of us. That was, yeah. that was a deep one. Yeah. You know, what's, What's oh, what's so daughter. crazy? Yeah, what's what's so incredible about <laughs> Kobe is, at the end of the day, he was an NBA player. Yeah. But I don't. You saw the love that and the support he got from the world. Oh, yeah. Beyond the NBA world, beyond the athlete, just everyone. How Respect. he inspired people. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when he passed, mm -hmm. it was. I took something away from it where when when my time comes. Mm -hmm. I want to go down like that. Mm. I want to help out as many and inspire as many people as possible in my time here. So when my time comes, it's like, dude, that, that guy impacted a ton of lives. And here's mm. how he did it. And in his last tweet to LeBron James, and I'm not on Twitter, but I, I remember <laughs> reading this. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that. But he said, congrats, King James. You know, way mm. to push the game forward. Mm. 
And if you think about that, it's like out of all the choice of words he could have used, why would he uh, say that? Yeah. And because a guy like LeBron James mm-hmm. is pushing the game forward, not only in basketball, but outside of basketball, yeah. if you see what he's doing for these kids, the youth, his mm-hmm. university, that to me is pushing the game forward. That's taking everything that you've learned from all the OGs and everyone that's mentored <laughs> you. Yeah. And you like you said, pay Mm. it forward. Mm. And the things that I want to do and I want my guys to do is I want us to impact so many people's lives that we're impacting people that haven't even been born yet. That's the kind of legacy I want to leave behind. You know what I'm saying? And and how do you not wake up? Generational impact. Yeah. How do you not wake up motivated with that? How do you not? Right. There's no way. You don't need an Instagram post or someone else. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what motivates me is who who I can be and who I will be. Yes. And I'm sure it's the same thing for you, right? When we're talking mm-hmm. about your future goals. Yeah. If that doesn't get you up and get you excited to impact yeah. the world, girl, I, I don't know what will. You know, like nothing else I will. I promise it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? So. I mean, that's so awesome. And another thing that really inspired me too is just like his love with his family and his wife too because for me, like you're only successful if you're successful in every area. And so I just thought that like, yes, he's such an inspiration because just all of that, honestly. In so many, in so many ways. We lost yeah, a good one. That's for we sure. Did. We lost a special one. And yeah, you know, maybe but it made a huge impact and maybe that's what God wanted. Th- so. th- that's I, I couldn't have said any better. Took <laughs> yeah. the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's amazing. That's so cool. So tell us what's going to be happening for Blue Hammer Roofing in 2021. What What's exciting on the horizon? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people don't get too excited about roofing. Uh, I get it. You know, I do. I do personally. I get excited about our growth. Okay. Um, I get excited about how we can impact people's lives, Mm. right? Because that's that's what does it for me. Yeah. Um, You know, of course, we started up our solar division like we said we would in 2021. So that's a huge part of our focus, you know, Mm. this year, driving that. Um, on the roofing side, you know, we opened up an office in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. We were uh, we were called to go out there for the hurricane, um, Hurricane Laura that had hit. Yeah. And we did a lot of restoration work. Mm. We helped out a ton of people. And God bless those amazing, amazing people of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Elizabeth, the strength in that community is incredible. Mm. There. I don't know if you saw pictures. I know it wasn't yes. all over the news, yes. but it was far worse than what you saw. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. There were homes with roofs torn off, homes that were fell, you know, wow. fell over. There was just <sighs> it's crazy. trees on people's houses. Like I remember yeah. going into a guy's house and he was like, "This is my kid's room," and there's like a big old tree, and I'm just like, "Like your kids got to deal with this too." But Aww. the strength those people had was was just beautiful, and it reminded me why we're in this business and. I can't tell you. I we were I was back there uh, just a few days ago, and I had multiple homeowners cook dinner for me and my team out Aww. over there. And it's just like, yeah. that's why you do this, you know. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. again, like, how does that mm. not push you and inspire you? Absolutely. Um, to the point where we opened up an office there, and we got you know a crew <laughs> yeah. of guys out there that are some mm-hmm. of our top guys running our Lake Charles office. Mm. Um, you know, we'll be in another market in probably the next sixty days, and okay. we want to be in San Antonio. Nice. Uh, that's a big part yes. of what we've got going on. And then there's many other markets to come as well. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to grow too fast in mm. the sense of we don't want to we don't want to forget our core values and our principles. Mm. And this is how okay. I see it, Elizabeth. It's like mm-hmm. if you grow too fast, right, mm-hmm. who's going to carry on the principles? And mm. and the principles I see are like almost like a language, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
let's say, you know, you've got a child and you guys speak Italian, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's your job as the parent, assuming you love your culture and your people, (laughs) to pass that language (laughs) down to your people, right? Mm -hmm. It's my job to pass on our principles, which is our language, Mm. to our people. And if we grow too fast, there's too many things that'll slip through the cracks. So I want to, you know, Mm -hmm. focus on what we've got, appreciate what we've got, enjoy the journey, the process, the Mm buildup, and make sure everyone understands our language. Mm. So when we go into this market and that market and here, we're all speaking the same language. Mm. That's so smart. We can't lose that. We can't lose that. Because once we lose that, we lose our identity. We lose our identity. Mm -hmm. Identity, we lose ourselves. And Mm. that ain't going to happen. That's so. so good. I hope you guys heard that. That's <laughs> so. amazing. But yeah, I mean, it's so true. It's like, that's something I'm learning too as I'm growing my business is like when to slow down and when to speed up. And it's so important to be in tune with those things because you do want to establish a brand. You want to make sure it's solid. When you when you are expanding, you want to make sure it's duplicated properly. And so if you go too fast or you jump ahead of the curve, it could be detrimental. And Mm -hmm. so it's just so important in figuring that out and just knowing what works for you, depending what type of business you're trying to grow, is really just trusting your gut on when that needs to happen. And, you know, whenever it's ready, the right things will align and you'll be ready to move. So I think that's like really, really awesome. So couldn't agree more. So tell us how you scaled your business and any tips you have for scaling business. You know, one of the biggest things I was telling you earlier is you gotta, you gotta, you, first things first, you gotta have clear cut goals. Mm. You gotta have very specific standards and outlines of where you wanna go mm-hmm. and how do you wanna get there. Because if you don't have that, mm-hmm. You're you're aimlessly walking around. I mean, imagine yeah. imagine imagine Elizabeth getting in the in the back of an Uber and you don't plug oh, in gosh. a destination. Yeah, just, just take drive. me wherever you yeah, want. There's like what? That's wild. That's you would insane. never do that. Why no. would you do that with your business or your right. life? You right. know, like yeah. that makes no sense. No. So we set out a five year plan. So from twenty to twenty twenty to twenty twenty five, we have a specific plan that we want to stick with. Mm-hmm. Now, will there be mess ups along the way? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Will there be things that we'll have to redirect on? One million percent. Yeah. But we have a clear cut vision on where mm-hmm. we want to go and how we want to get there. So that's the most important thing. If you haven't written that out mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh no, it's up here. Nah, it ain't up there. You need to write it down because there's something with the visual effect, right? Oh, yes. Because once you can write it out and you can see it up here, Mm -hmm. it can happen out over here. Absolutely. That's how I see it, right? The example I was giving you earlier Mm -hmm. is like when you're looking for like a specific car, right? Like I want a black Lexus. (laughs) What do you start seeing everywhere? Black Lexus. The black Lexus, right? (laughs) Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. So write it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Be very specific and then be very intentional. Mm -hmm. And for someone who's looking to scale with Mm -hmm. a sales force or just Mm -hmm. a team of people, Mm -hmm. I can't stress this one enough. Take care of your people. Mm. Make them a priority. Mm. And if you don't make them a priority, nobody will. And Mm. here's the thing, right? You take care of your people and they will always take care of you. The Mm -hmm. basic form of building a relationship with another human being is reciprocation, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. If you're taking care of them, Mm -hmm. they'll naturally take care of you. Mm -hmm. So invest in your people. Spend that extra money on them Mm -hmm. when you need to. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have that money, spend that extra time Mm -hmm. in in teaching them, 
you know, showing them, developing them. And when you're doing those things, mm -hmm. they're going to scale it for you. Right. And I was telling you earlier, we don't have any indeed add up indeed adds up we don't it's have amazing. any we don't have any uh, i know you said you used to do recruiting yeah jump for that one day you never know <laughs> but we don't we don't have any of that and it's because our people do all of our recruiting mm -hmm. for us and it's not mm -hmm. even like hey i need you to bring three new people today no i've got guys shooting me text messages hey boss i got a guy what can you meet with them on this day yeah i'll meet with them i like you and I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. he's somewhat similar right, to you. Of right. course I'll meet with yes, him. Yes, yes. So, yeah. honestly, I don't think it's as difficult as people make it. Mm. If you you, you got to be able to work through your team. It's mm -hmm. not it's not the Neil Kaiser show. Right. It's not. It's, it's Blue Hammer, right? Mm -hmm. And Blue Hammer consists of a lot of incredible people. Mm -hmm. And it'd be foolish of me to think that I should do it or I could do it on my own. I'm not interested in doing it on my own. That's crazy <laughs> That's stressful. Yeah. Yes. And I want to give my guys opportunities because yes. those are forms of developmentalism. Absolutely. You know, give them tasks or let them mm -hmm. do the first interview. Now you do the second one. And yeah. then now you talk about it. And now that's a coaching opportunity. Mm. You know, it's these okay. little things that we can do. And look, mm -hmm. I'm not interested in being in control of everything. I think that's no. a sign of a weak leader. Yes. They're, they're afraid to delegate and pass mm -hmm. things off because they're worried it's not going to get done right. Well, right. you know what? Then you're going to go absolute mad Nowhere. craziness. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go, go insane. Try to do everything <laughs> before on your you grow. Own. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're going to you're going to you're going to go crazy. Yeah. Give it. Ask help from your people. Yes. Let them make the mistakes. It's mm -hmm. okay. There's no mm -hmm. mistake that's going to cost you your whole business, mm -hmm. I promise you. And then when they make that mistake, pull them aside, mm -hmm. coach them on it, help them get better, mm -hmm. and allow them to grow. Yes. Here, here's, on that note, here's how I see learning, mm -hmm. right, and mistakes. We all have different thresholds for learning, mm -hmm. right? Like for instance, right? You seem super sweet, so maybe like oh, if you're thanks. speeding, yeah. If you're speeding one day and you get pulled over by a yeah. cop, and a cop's like, "Hey, slow down," you're like, "Okay, I won't do it again." Right? <laughs> I, I could be totally wrong. Other people yeah. need to get a ticket and go to court, and they're like in front of the judge, like, "Damn, I don't ever want to experience this again. This is too much." Mm -hmm. And then there's other people who need to speed and get in a really bad wreck for them <laughs> oh, to <no>. realize. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. That, <laughs> yeah. But that's their threshold mm -hmm. for learning. And we all learn in different, different ways. Yeah. yeah. And like some guys mm -hmm. need to fall flat on their face <laughs> to understand things. And that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's my threshold for learning. Yeah. I, I'm serious. <laughs> it was, at least it was when I was younger. Uh, I had to make those mistakes <laughs> and experience some penalties for me to realize, yeah. ah, why didn't someone tell me not to speed? It's like, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, I hope I don't have to recruit for you because my goal is to grow this, honestly, yeah, as much as I appreciate that. No. Um, I, I, thank you. I appreciate it. And I receive that. Um, amen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, I think you're so right, too, is like um, delegate or stagnate. Right. So mm -hmm. it's just like when you try to do too much yourself, you end up actually burning out. So that actually is crazy that you mentioned all that because my literally my um tip for yesterday the wisdom wednesday was don't be afraid to ask for help mm. it is not a sign of weakness and i feel like so many entrepreneurs and so many people in general just take it as a sign of pride that they can do everything alone mm -hmm. but honestly like you're stronger when you're able to allow people into that space and allow them to take that weight off of you and it honestly makes you more successful because then you can hone your skills and focus in on what you're naturally gifted at. And let's say, for example, I 
have a graphic designer that I'm working with named Hannah. Okay, I have amazing ideas, but she knows how to do design, and I'm trying to teach myself design. But, like, she can do in five minutes what could take me three hours to do. So why wouldn't I utilize her? You mm. know what I mean? Like, I don't have to be the everything and the be all for my business. I can utilize them. And, like, Eric is my videographer. I have some really exciting projects coming up for Double E and some new styles that, to interviews that we're going to be doing. And I can't do it alone. That's why I need him. You know what I mean? And it's just so beautiful because he's worked with, like, the Dallas Stars and he's worked with the Mavericks and, like, all this cool, exciting stuff and the Cowboys. And he's got, you know, he does commercials and he's got all this experience. And so, like, that is so valuable. And I'm only one person. I have so much time in 24 hours in a day. We all have the same amount of time. I cannot be a master of everything. You know, they say a jack of all trades or a master of none. And so it's like I can learn and it. It's so good as an entrepreneur to learn and understand people and what they're doing and what they're adding to my business, like understand graphics and what goes into what Hannah does for work for me, what Eric has to go through, understand his process. But if I can utilize their skills and leverage that, that gives me more time to do this because this is what I'm good at. You know, this is how I'm building a community. This is how I'm empowering others is by connecting with others and having them share their story. And so I can focus more on that and then also more on my clothing because it's motivational. I feel like it'll also tie the community closer. And so that's where I feel like I'm called to be. And so I think it's just so powerful and so important. And I just really wanted to reiterate that point to the listeners because it doesn't show that y'all are weak if you ask for help. It actually shows that you're strong. Um, And sometimes you need that mental health break too. And it's okay to ask for help there. I, I agree. So to, to that, we've designed our business model to exactly what you said, right? Mm-hmm. So for instance, um, for those that aren't familiar with the roofing side of things, right? Mm-hmm. You've got selling the roof, right? <laughs> yeah. You've got that part about it. There's mm-hmm. a back-end supplementing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and invoicing yes. and all the, you know, the paperwork on <laughs> yep. the back-end. Mm-hmm. Then there's the actual install and overseeing that and watching all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's many, uh, many moving parts to mm-hmm. the business, right? Yeah. So what we've done is this. We've, we've got guys and gals focusing on what they do best. And generally, what you do best is what you enjoy, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you're really good at this. And that's one of the reasons why <laughs> yeah. you enjoy it. We don't like doing the things that we suck at. Right. Straight up, right? Because like, no, then it's a constant it's loss too. every day. No one wants to lose every day. We want to win. It's like beating your head against the, st- the table. It's still yeah. going to hurt. It's going to hurt every time. Yeah, seriously. So our business model is that. So mm-hmm. I've got project managers, which is our, you know, our sales reps. Mm-hmm. Those guys are incredible salespeople. So you know yeah. what I have them focus on? Sales. Absolutely. (laughs) What they're good at. (laughs) And what they enjoy. Yes. Right? Yes. I've got a back-end team, our supplement team, which are extraordinary. Some of the Mm. best in the business. Mm -hmm. They're not interested in hopping on roofs and selling them. (laughs) So you know what they do? They do what they do best. Uh, uh, you know, on their laptops, at homes, at the office, and they put together our supplementing. They get on the line with insurance mm. adjusters. You know, they send in our final invoices. They're phenomenal at it. And then I've got certain guys who love managing projects, right? When that <laughs> roof and those gutters are going mm-hmm, on, they mm-hmm. just, like, they live for that, right? Yeah. Their attention to detail is exquisite. Mm. They're just brilliant at the basics. They, you know, their mechanics, every little bit is mm. just fine-tuned. Mm-hmm. So, We've got guys that do nothing but oversee our projects. So, mm-hmm. because if I'm a sales guy, right, and maybe I don't really, I've, I've seen about four or five roofs go on. <laughs> I'm not really that interested in maybe seeing the next one go on and making mm-hmm. those runs to the store. 
Well, how about I find a guy who actually enjoys being up on that roof, taking pictures, documenting everything, Mm -hmm. and is meticulous when it comes to detail, and allow him to do what he does best, you know? Yeah. That's our business model, where do what you enjoy to do Mm -hmm. because you're good at it, and continue to build on that. And those hours you spend managing a project, maybe you don't enjoy that, and that's okay. But you know what you could do with that time? Mm-hmm. You can go find another customer yeah. and let someone else do what they enjoy to do. Yes. And that's our model. Because mm-hmm. I don't want getting, I don't want guys yes. getting caught up in things they don't enjoy to do. Like yeah. for for those that know sports, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's in basketball there's a shooting guard right just mm-hmm. like how it sounds they yep. shoot that's their responsibility if coach asks them after <laughs> practice hey yeah Elizabeth I need <laughs> I need you to go and rebound a hundred times oh, before gosh. you can leave You're like oh that's wanna, a lot yeah I don't want to do that but if I'm like hey Elizabeth <laughs> yeah. you're the shooting guard you'd like to shoot I want you to hit a hundred yeah. shots before you can leave it's oh, like heck yeah yeah, yeah, cool. More fun. Can, yeah, <laughs> yeah cool bet let's do it right that's our thought process in Sold. growing our yeah yeah that's our thought process in growing our business get people yeah. doing what they actually enjoy to do yes yeah absolutely leverage what people are good at and then it gives you that freedom to mm-hmm. go operate in what you're truly good at and it just helps everything grow. And one of my favorite sayings is, um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. And it's just so true. And I see it time and time again. And I'm so thankful too. Like for example, taxes, I freaking hate taxes. And I have an accountant for my business because I'm like, I know, like I just organize it the way he tells me to, and he takes care of the rest. And it's just like that again, frees my time to focus on content and creative and helping, again, build other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like I'm called to do, not go do taxes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody, you know, nothing wrong with that. It's just not what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just so powerful because if people just really let go and, like, let others in and let other people take over some of the work, you'll grow your business much more exponentially. Amen. So, um, so true. But yeah, it's awesome. So I know obviously there's obstacles that you hit throughout. You probably still do, right? Throughout mm-hmm. growing your business. What are some big obstacles you've hit and how have you overcome those? You know, um, the, the one that probably everyone can relate to is COVID, <laughs> oh, right? Gosh, yes. Co- COVID hit. And yeah. um, I remember some of my guys were like, well, you know, we, we, we go knock doors. Right. That's Absolutely. how that's a prime form of our marketing mm-hmm. and how we get out there. Right. <laughs> door to door. Yes. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. There's that, um, you know, referrals, mm-hmm. online stuff and all the rest of it. But what the big one was, how are we going to do roofs? Mm. How are we going to continue to grow the business during a pandemic? Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's that. that and look. Quite the hurdle. Yeah. That's the ultimate hurdle, isn't it? Oh, God. Like, God, I could be worse. Something we've the... never seen in our entire lifespan. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you know, you know what we did? We did a couple of things. I remember sitting yeah. everyone down in a group and I was like, all right, look, we've got a couple ways we can see this. The, the former, which I just mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. COVID, can't knock doors, can't talk mm-hmm. to people, people are scared, so on and so forth. Everyone's locked up. Income, it, people are losing jobs, so they're not having money and all mm-hmm. the rest of it, right? right. My, my thought process on it was a little bit different. My thought process was, all right, how are we going to use this and still come out on top? How are we going to excel? And one of the thought processes was, well, people are going to be home mm. and not working. That's yeah. a big one, right? True. And after a certain period of time, mm. if you've spent enough time with the kids and the family and watched all the <laughs> Netflix shows, you know, you're, you may want to do something different. Maybe you want to take on a project. Mm-hmm. Maybe you mm-hmm. want to do something interesting. 
And hey, now that you're at home, we can show you how the roof goes on, how the gutters work, because you'll be at home and now you can take on a project. That was the first mm. thing, right? That was, a, that was a huge thing yeah. for us. You know, another thing, one for us was, you know, everyone was getting these crazy um, uh, unemployment checks, right? <laughs> you know, you met, I, I had guys, mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, were making $1,000 a week and they didn't even make that at the regular job. And it, yeah, through unemployment and, and all the rest <laughs> of it. So people had a little bit of income still coming in. Mm-hmm. And for some people, mm-hmm. maybe more than what they were used to. That's crazy. But <laughs> they weren't going out to eat. They weren't going out to True. bars to drink. So they had money to spend. And look, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it too. We all like spending a little bit of money. Who <laughs> yeah. doesn't like upgrading their home and taking yeah. care of their space, mm-hmm. right? And and for us, it was an opportunity. Um, oh my God, that me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was a huge opportunity for mm-hmm. us to also bring in some talent because a lot of people had lost yeah. jobs. So matter of fact, we did the exact opposite. We actually hired mm-hmm. during the pandemic because that's a true blessing. Yeah, yeah. It, it really was. But it's all perspective, right? Yeah, Because I could have fell victim to... Silver lining. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and look, right around that time, we uh, went to Del Rio, Texas, right when the pandemic started because mm. um, there was a huge hailstorm. So we like, mm. like 10 of us packed our bags, stayed in some <laughs> hotels, and we went out to Del Rio, yeah. Texas, and we had never chased a storm before. Right. Crazy. And that's then, a, that's amazing. You got to figure out a way, yeah. Elizabeth. I'm not going to sit Innovate. there. Innovate. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to sit there and cry and whine and no, moan. Like, no, that no, ain't no. going to do nothing. And what kind no, of leader? No, and you're going to feel worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of leader and man would I be Just if rolls I over. fall victim? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, all right, well, this is it. Appreciate you guys starting up with me. Cheers. Take it easy. You know? Like, nah, I'm not going to do that. No. So we packed our bags. We shot we out to Del Rio, Texas. Never. Never that. And the, I'll tell you something crazy. The first night that we got out there, right, mm-hmm. they passed a, a, a law, and it was like face coverings. This is way before oh. Dallas had face coverings. This is, no way. Yeah, they were on it. They were super on it. And we're like, wait. They're like, if you're caught <laughs> no. in the city without a mask, you will get fined, and so on and so forth. And we're like... Oh, I remember places having that. Oh, gosh. We didn't get there till 10 p.m. All the Walmarts and everything were closed. We, on the way, had some handkerchiefs and, uh, like, bandanas. <laughs> And we were making bandana masks. You should have seen us sewing, yeah. girl. Yeah, I didn't know I had it in me. Um, actually, I didn't. I passed it off to one of my guys. <laughs> brought me out with it. We, that's yeah. how we got around in the beginning. Oh, but my gosh. It's like, here's, here's how I see it. You're going to be throwing a million problems throughout your life. Mm-hmm. There is a solution for every problem thrown your way. Here's the thing. You just have to go out and find it. That's all you got to do. Mm. Yep. Just go out and find the solution. It yes. exists. I swear to you, it exists. Yeah. Where there's a you, will, there's a way. You just got to go out and find it. Yeah. So that yeah. was probably the ultimate hurdle wow. we've, we've had to overcome. But as we grow, you know, yeah. there's, there's growing pains, right? Like, yeah. Um, for any business. Yeah. Like, for instance, right, where I was on the phone with one of our leaders yesterday, and we were like, I'm not getting as much face time with the guys, right? I'm in Louisiana. I'm trying to help out mm-hmm. with solar and all mm-hmm. these other things. So now it's important for me to have those bi-weekly meetings with our leaders, keep mm-hmm. them tight, and then even start scheduling calls out with certain guys and just put it on the calendar. So just time for us to catch up. Hey, how's mm-hmm. everything going with your family? How's everything going on that side of the world? Mm-hmm. Cool, awesome. How's everything going on with work? And I gotta make time for these things, Elizabeth, because if mm-hmm. I don't, then those relationships that I've fostered for so long, it's like they, you can't let it slip backwards. You, right. you can't allow that to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, business and money, all that mm-hmm. stuff's cool. It's important. But again, 
you can't do that without your people. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have a Lake Charles office if we didn't have our people. I, I can't right. be here and there. <laughs> no. You know, like, <laughs> and so. you can only do so much work. Again, there's only 24 hours in a day. You're one person. So Correct. definitely multiply your efforts by multiplying yeah. your team. So it's just those little things mm-hmm. here and there. But again, awesome. there's a solution for every problem that exists. We just got to go find it. That's awesome. That's it. So back to what you were just mentioning about like goals and stuff like that. How do you help your team create goals and what tips do you have for helping people throughout that process as like, let's say they're building a business right now, they're growing their team or they already have an existing team that they're mentoring and they're coaching as well with their business. How do you help people stick to and set goals and how do you hold them accountable with that? That's awesome. That's a really good question. I'll tell you, um, that's a two part, two part answer, right? First things first, accountability. Mm. I don't, I don't think everyone knows what accountability really means. No. I'll, I'll tell you my definition of it, and it's a weird definition because <laughs> I use the word in the definition, which is like a no-no. But accountability <laughs> <Gosh>. is <laughs> hey. holding yourself accountable <laughs> mm-hmm. to hold others accountable. Hmm. That's what okay. accountability is in leadership because mm-hmm. here's the thing. It's hard mm-hmm. holding people accountable yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. One it's time consuming. Mm-hmm. It requires energy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel like you're nagging. Maybe you mm-hmm. don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you, you know, maybe you give up on people too quick. But if you hold yourself accountable to making sure that you follow up with your people and you check in on them, that's everything. And when they mess up, there's accountability. But let me tell you where that first starts. It starts within. Mm-hmm. The, every conversation I've ever had with any of my guys over the years, I've had with myself first. Mm. There's no conversation ever that I've had with one of my guys, whether it's pulling them aside, helping them understand something that I didn't challenge myself on first. Because here's the thing. There's a there's a book by um, Stephen, Stephen Covey, right? It's called, mm. and I highly recommend this book to a lot of people, especially if you're an up-and-coming manager, mm-hmm. 13 Fatal Errors That Managers Make and How You Can Avoid Them. Mm. And, I, and I could be wrong on the author, but it's an excellent book. Mm-hmm. And... One of the first couple chapters is refusal to accept personal accountability. That's mm. the fatal error. Mm. And I'm, I'm sharing this because the moment I wrap my head around this mm. chapter in this book, mm-hmm. my whole life changed. Mm. And I'm going to tell you why. I realized everyone makes excuses. <laughs> and the bulk of mm-hmm. unsuccessful people mm. make a lot of excuses, whether it's mm. blaming their children, their mm. family, their business, their boss, their whatever. Mm. And until you start taking accountability for your own situation, here's how it goes, right? You can take all the credit in the world for all the amazing things that you do. That was all me. You can do that. (laughs) As long as Mm -hmm. you take accountability and responsibility for all the things you messed up on. That's the rule. Mm. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. But most people are interested in the former not the latter. And I'll tell you this, the reason why that chapter changed my life is because I just started owning everything. Because Elizabeth, the moment we start owning the little things that go wrong in our life, Mm -hmm. we no longer are looking to pass blame, Mm -hmm. rather we're looking within. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking within for solutions, Mm you start realizing your mind is so smart, it's so sharp Mm -hmm. and it's so vital. Mm But if you're always trying to blame someone else, you'll never explore your mind. You'll never grow. And to me, the name mm. of the name is the name of the game is growth. Because mm. if you're not growing, like, 
what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. spend your time and your where's your thoughts at, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta hold yourself accountable before you can hold others accountable. You gotta learn to manage yourself before mm-hmm. you can manage others, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the first part of that answer is because there's nothing worse than me trying to hold you accountable if I'm your boss and I'm not holding myself to that same yes. standard because you're thinking in your head like mother like, get, get, <laughs> you're, get out of he's here he's like be on time and he's always late yeah, it's, it's like, like wait like, what it's like dude like, you can't even be on time like yeah right. I don't want to hear this shit right but yeah. you gotta hold yourself to that standard yeah. and hold yourself accountable first, right? Yeah, and more people will respect you. Before we move on to your second point, it reminds me of this book. It's called Extreme Ownership. By Jocko Willing. Yes, I met them. Let's go. What? Are yeah, you serious? I have a picture. That's I'll show one of you my after. Favorite books. I read that with my whole region. But yeah, tell, tell me they're more. They're intense. Tell me more. They're intense. I bet. Um, yeah, Jocko and Leaf, um, they that book is so phenomenal. Um, so they are Uh, former military and they wrote this book called extreme ownership and it just talks about that mindset of just taking control and taking ownership so for example when they were out in afghanistan and stuff and they were leading these missions if the mission failed they didn't blame their people they took ownership and they said i didn't do something i didn't communicate properly i um we lost reception because i didn't check the batteries and the you know the walkie talkies my guys we didn't plan the strategy well enough they didn't know what to expect you know all those different things they took ownership they didn't say oh it was because this guy didn't talk to me no you're the leader and they're on you so it's on you and so I think that's so so valuable and that was what their mindset was is if I can't lead myself I can't lead other people and if I fail to lead myself then I failed other people and so and I failed if I failed to prepare them and we failed on the mission it's because not they failed it's because I failed them and so it's so powerful and honestly that was such a mental shift for me after I met them at a conference because I started taking more ownership over my life and I was already mentoring people at that time. I had built an Amway business that was um, small at the time but became actually really large and I think a huge mental shift was meeting them because my whole life like I didn't really like not take ownership. I was always a very ambitious person but I honestly if people didn't succeed on my team I was like oh it's because they didn't want to do it. No it's because I'm not inspiring them enough or I'm not showing them the right way because everybody has something that will motivate them. You just have to figure out what that is and how they respond. Now obviously you can't blame yourself like if they're not going to do something after a point in time, you have to realize when to cut your losses. But most people generally, they do want to do better and they do want someone to inspire them. And so like just taking that ownership, like if they fail, not blaming them if you didn't execute well. So I, I it was love just it. Huge. That's, that's actually one of my favorite books. Whenever someone asks, <laughs> that's ask, crazy. Yeah, they ask me for them. a recommendation. <laughs> yeah, that's I bet that was intense. Those They're guys intense. were Navy SEALs in like the middle of Iraq. They were yeah. going through like the real shit. Yeah, they signed the book like this and I was like, what are you going to like jab me? I'm like, you know, <laughs> they're prepared always. I'm I love, like, <laughs> I love it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, one of one of the biggest mistakes I made early on in my career was something you just said where I, I I wouldn't cut ties. I wouldn't cut guys loose. But I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you something I've learned over the years, and I'm going to mm-hmm. give you an analogy to kind of explain it, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say, God forbid, right? A lot of my examples are God forbid. I don't know why, right? God <laughs> right. forbid. I, it's the only it's way okay. I can illustrate the seriousness, right? Yes. God forbid, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're stranded on a boat somewhere, right? Oh, and there's there's, okay. there's 10 of us. There, let's say there's 10 of us, right? This just got real. Yeah, it got real, real quick. <laughs> so there's 10 of us stranded on a boat, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow we get signal and the choppers come flying in, right? And mm-hmm. they're like, ah, oh, we're like, yes, we can get saved. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. 
there's only six spots on the chopper. And we've oh. got men, women, and children Ouch. on that boat, right? Yeah. Do you know who gets saved first in that real-life example? Children? You would think so, right? That's what I used to think. But you know who actually gets saved first? It's the people that are swimming to the chopper. Oh. And I want you to think about that for a second, how mm. that applies to life and business, right? Hmm. For the people we want to help Powerful. more than the people that want to help themselves, right? Mm. It's like, if I'm swimming... I'm going to get first dibs to the chopper. There's only six spots out of 10. Mm -hmm. Not all of us can get on there. Not everyone will swim. And mm. some people know how to swim, but they rather, hey, save me, help, help, <laughs> right? They do that. Yeah, they, they throw want, their arms up. They just want the attention, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. They just want you to, you, they want you to do everything for them, mm. right? And some people are actually helpless and they don't know how to swim. Mm. And you know what that is? That's your responsibility to be like, hey, let me throw you on my back and I got mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. until they can learn how to swim. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and those people will always have a spot on the chopper. Mm. And for me, early in my career, I didn't know how to separate any of them. It's like, mm. and I think part of it, as I like internalize a lot, I think part of it was ego because I was like, I'm just, I can save anyone. I'm that good. Or mm. maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, I don't want to give up on anyone. Mm -hmm. I felt bad. Mm. But over the years, I've come to realize I'm not here to save everyone. Mm. I can't save everyone. I don't have mm -hmm. enough spots on the chopper to save everyone, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, that's a big mistake I've made many a times because mm -hmm. it's it's a catch-22, right? Like, I'm, I'm telling you to get to know your people, take care of your <laughs> yes. people. And sometimes you get Which to know vital, them too. Which is vital, but... <laughs> sometimes you get too close mm. and your emotions get in the way of what's mm -hmm. best for them. Mm -hmm. and what's best for you mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. um so remain objective if you can yeah you know <laughs> spend the time get to know yeah. all these things but also know their shortcomings and when right. like they're not reciprocation right when mm -hmm. they're not reciprocating mm -hmm. also know when to be like hey man like this you're isn't not working out no nah, it's not and that's okay because sometimes you do that and maybe that's their wake-up call and they go find their actual calling, calling their yes. duty yeah. and you're actually doing sometimes them it's a favor. freeing for them it is because maybe they feel pressure and as well because especially if you develop that good relationship they might really like you mm -hmm. and because they like you they don't want to let you down and so that's another reason too so it's important to have those hard conversations and figure that out when you feel like you, mm -hmm. you sense that this is not working yeah 100 percent um to go back to your question about goals mm -hmm. um you know i always like to ask my guys what's what's important to them in their life mm. you know um mm -hmm. family money nice cars, a nice home, mm -hmm. safety, security. Like, what's important to you, fame? Mm. What is it? And once you can identify what's important for someone, mm -hmm. that's almost like a bit of a destination. Now mm -hmm. I can help you create the roadmap to that destination. Mm -hmm. But if I don't know what's important to you, I am i don't want to project what's important to me. My family's super important to me. You may not give a shit about your family. And <laughs> oh, I love my family. I, I'm, not yes. talking about, no, I'm not talking about you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, family is listening, I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you too, Mom. Um, but you, a lot of times as leaders, mm -hmm. we project what's important to us mm -hmm. onto our people. Mm -hmm. And that may not be their goals. Maybe they don't mm -hmm. want to be a leader, Elizabeth. Maybe they right. just want to be the guy who sells and goes back home and hangs out with his lady or vice versa. And that's all they want to do. And that's okay. Mm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can be a leader and right. not everyone wants to be a leader. Mm -hmm. Cause at the end of the day, if all of us were leaders, who would be the followers? Mm. 
right. True. Um, I say all this because I've made these mistakes, <laughs> right? I've made them all. I swear to yeah. God, I've made them all. I'll be the first guy to tell you I've done it all, but I've internalized a shit ton yes. for me to realize that wasn't right. Yeah. Um, so once I figure out where you want to be and what's mm-hmm. important to you, I can help create the roadmap to help you get there mm-hmm. by adding value, coaching you, training you, just helping you to be the best version of yourself. But again, I can only do that if I'm helping mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. be the best version of myself. And reflection is vital in that. It's everything. Yeah, because it's just like, yeah, you can be hitting a goal and you have certain goals and where you want to accomplish, but if you never slow down to look back, is this working? You know, where can I tweak? Where have I failed? Where can I do better? Then you're never going to progress too. So I think it's important to slow down sometimes and, and take that time. And also for me, you know, being a solopreneur in a way, like- Did you it, make that up right now? I don't know. Yeah, I like that. that was cool. Maybe. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I've heard that term. So I'm I pretty sure I did. Yeah, um, but like, I don't have anybody it, that can mentor me or can pull me because it is the type of business that I've created, right? Now I'll have people that I can get advice from that, you know, maybe mentor me in a different area, but not specifically this one. So it's important for me to be open to others and ask for feedback, even somebody that I'm interviewing because that's how I grow as well. So I can't always advise myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an important thing to learn and take away. Um, So I wanted to ask you, um, is there anything else that you wish you had known looking back, like if you were doing it again, if you were restarting this journey, that you would tell somebody that's listening in that could help them avoid maybe a pitfall that that had really tripped you up in growing your business? Hmm. It's a good question. You know, in the in the in the big picture, I think one of one of the things I'd the advice I'd give to anyone as they're starting up, mm-hmm. slow down and mm. enjoy the process. Mm. And I know we've all heard that before, but there's a um, there's a, there's an author by the name of Jonathan Haidt. He wrote this book called The Happiness Hypothesis, which is an excellent mm. read. And in this book, he talks really about, yeah, it's really cool. So in this mm. book, he talks about what's called the progress principle, okay? okay? And the progress principle simply states, we take much more pleasure in the progress of attaining a goal mm. versus actually reaching the goal, mm. right? So for instance, right, whether we all know someone that's highly successful, right? Mm-hmm. And when they talk about their success at the end of it, once they've achieved whatever goal, it's not about how fancy their car is or how nice their house is. You know what they're talking about? They're talking about the journey. Oh my mm. God, we had to go through COVID. Let me tell you about COVID. Then we had this shit happen. <laughs> then we were snowed in and it, you know, it's always about it's the here. progress. Yeah, this always <laughs> about the progress. So slow it down, enjoy the process, like enjoy the, the pitfalls, enjoy, mm. enjoy falling a little bit. It's okay because mm-hmm. your comeback is gonna be so much greater. Mm. And enjoy those little things because I'm not going to have a chance to redo year one again. Mm. It's over. Mm -hmm. And if I'm just caught up on solar, year five, get to this, year eight, I'm not enjoying the process. And you know what actually happens along the way? You lose your your passion sometimes because Mm. you're looking off way into the yonder, right into the distance. And you're right here. Like, enjoy the drive. Enjoy the scenery. Enjoy Mm. every bit of it. Take it all in. Like, absorb it. You'll never have it again. Mm. I'll never have year one again. Mm. You know? Yeah. I'll never have year two again. Yeah. I want to enjoy this. I want to I wanna enjoy mm. this. Yeah. Right? Be present. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. 
and because we all have big goals and mm-hmm. look, I want to impact the world like you do, right? Yes. <laughs> but if that's all I'm thinking about yeah. every single moment, do you know how it's almost like when you got somewhere you want to go, yes. right? And it's like, or whatever it is, yeah. the time goes so slow, mm. right? But when you're enjoying something, yes, it's like time flies by. You're like, oh shit, I, I gotta go. I got work I to do. Right? <laughs> right? When things come up, yeah, right? Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy the process. I promise you it's beautiful. Enjoy the pain. Enjoy the shortcomings, the struggles, because yeah. one day you'll be able to share that as a part of your your journey and That's your success. Awesome. So I love that. Well, I appreciate you being a guest today. You've given us so much knowledge. Um, My pleasure. Is there anything you want to leave listeners with or that you wish you had mentioned before we uh, sign off today? Um, yeah, you know, I'd like maybe just a, just a small message at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, we're all humans, we're going to mm-hmm. make our mistakes and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we all got to be chasing the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. because for you entrepreneurs out there, um, find your purpose, mm-hmm. you know, figure out what it is. Cause I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I've, I've wandered many years of my life without knowing what my purpose was. And it was, mm-hmm. it wasn't as much fun. But I, you know, maybe we'll share this for another day, but there's a lot of things that I've been through in my life or maybe I should have been locked up or maybe I should have, you know, mm-hmm. died. Mm. And yeah. it, it took many a things for me to realize I'm here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I know what my strengths are. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And if I don't use those for the greater cause, Elizabeth, I'm not doing what I'm here to do mm-hmm. and seek and find and research and study yourself to figure out what your calling is, what your purpose mm-hmm. is. Because once you got a purpose, nothing can stop you. Absolutely nothing. Mm. Like when I get support, it motivates me. When mm-hmm. I get hate, it just it tells me that <laughs> yes. I'm unstoppable, right. Elizabeth. Nothing's mm-hmm. gonna get in my way because my then cause. Then you know you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, my cause and my purpose is yeah. so great. It's so mm-hmm. beyond the day to day, you know. And once I was able to figure that out. I've been at peace. Mm. Although I get excited about talking about this <laughs> yeah. deep down, I'm yeah. at peace because mm-hmm. I know every single day I'm working towards something. Yes. And yes. it ain't going to happen overnight. Nope. It's going to require a lot of hard work. Yeah. It's going to require a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. It's going to require a lot of moments where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. Mm-hmm. But we all have to play our part mm-hmm. in pushing the game forward. Yes, that's awesome. Well, we appreciate it so much. Yeah, um, you. Definitely, y'all need to connect with him. If you need your roof done, if you guys want some solar after this crazy storm we've had, or if you even want to work for him, yeah. um, you know, Blue Hammer Roofing. And um, I just appreciate you so much, Neil. Thank you thank so you much. Absolutely. And you guys stay tuned for the next episode of Double E. Thank you.